Remember, you can stay up to date on the latest news with the Irish Independent WhatsApp channel. On this week's Big Tech Show, when will cars safely drive themselves on our streets? And who in Ireland is providing the technology to help them do that? We talk to one of the country's biggest automotive autonomy entrepreneurs. I have BMW Drive Assist in my own vehicle and it is much, much safer because we are all prone to distraction, especially when we're on the motorway from Limerick to Dublin, for example. We've all been there where you actually forgot a whole section of the road. So I would say if you take it from a safety perspective and it does allow you to kind of relax. The Big Tech Show, available on all podcast platforms. They were O'Driscoll, Morgan, extra man, it's Fitzgerald, oh Fitzgerald is coming back inside! Leicester have another! Darcy, O'Driscoll through the legs, Rob Carney, out to Fitzgerald again, step and score! Hello and welcome to the Left Wing Independent.ie's Rugby Podcast. I'm Will Slattery, delighted to be joined in studio to chat a bumper first weekend of Champions Cup Rugby with, as always, Luke Fitzgerald. Luke, hello. We'll try and be a bit more gracious than that, Will, for God's sake. It was a good, a good start. <laughs> Too small, Anna Hybra. Um Yeah, it was a good weekend for the provinces. Uh, very enjoyable watching, actually. You were um, saying the first time since you retired that you kind of got to relax, go to the pub, have a, have a few beers, watch the game. I thought we were off air saying that, Will, but uh, yeah, <laughs> nothing there. Is sacred. <laughs> no, you should never tell Clearly me. Clearly, nothing sacred in the podcast room uh, or in the studio, even podcast room. Jesus. Um, yeah, no, it was actually. Yeah, I, um, I, I really, really was looking forward to that one. I don't know what I actually thought it was going to be a real, a really good match, but they, they absolutely, you know, stomped them out. They killed them. Yeah. It was, Bad, yeah. There was a bad beating for Wasps, you know. Well, we'll cover Leinster a bit later when we have Keen Tracy from the Irish Pendant in to go over the whole weekend. I guess it was a memorable week for you, I guess, as they call it over in the UK. You were tabloid fodder, I believe, is, is the phrase. <laughs> Cannon fodder, we call it. Um, yeah, it was your like comments, that, yeah. Yeah, your <laughs> comments on Danny Cipriani, covered extensively in the British Red Tops, yeah. the Daily Mail, yeah. Mail Online. All the, the cl- sun, all the classics, yeah. The Sun, the Mirror. Um, yeah, it was... But you know what's bad when your girlfriend's saying, Jesus, I saw you in one of my apps. I was like, what were you saying? I was like, <laughs> I actually don't know. Um, but yeah, look, it wasn't as bad as what was made out to be. And actually, I actually apologize. Only I haven't spoken to my dad, actually. Um, the disappointed he was parent. Like, yeah, he was like, you can't talk about, you know. And I was like, well, I also was like, well, dad, no one listens to you if you actually don't voice an opinion. Like he would be always in the middle ground. I was like, well, no, we don't have a podcast if I actually don't have an opinion or if Will doesn't have an opinion which I'm going to get out of you one day Will I'll have you in those tabloids with me don't what I was you saying really? Danny Cipriani blocked me on <laughs> Twitter about he five years ago he, so. he didn't block yeah, me so Luke isn't blocked for calling um, him a carrot so what would, must well, I have I called him call in a, like, in a like, past okay life. hang on hang on the headline was Coward inverting, you know, commas and sad. That was my best. The male had two bites of the cherry. <laughs> yeah. It's like but Luke Fitzgerald like, brand, Danny Cipriani, a sad case, comma, and a coward, comma. <laughs> and I'm sorry, I'm not actually laughing because I did apologize because I actually think it was lazy wording. It was really bad. It was a bad thing to say. I, to be honest with you, it's actually a, a thing that my friends would say jo- quite jokingly amongst each other if you are going home early from points or like if you were you know, playing poker with them and someone falls early, like they call you a coward. Like, I honestly, it's in usage in my dictionary quite a lot. Um, 
but it was poor, poor wording for a guy in fairness who's probably had you know he's had a tough enough time, a uh, tough enough upbringing and stuff, you know. So I can't, I can't. Sorry, what I will say is the point stands. The point <laughs> stands is that uh, what I was trying to say was that I think he's a poor defender, um, and I don't like some of the. It's kind of an attitude thing with him because he's actually a really good attitude, like an athlete. He's strong. He's really quick, um, and I just I've seen him backtrack away from tackles and stuff. So I don't like that. I don't like that. I think I, you know, never like playing with players who are like that. Um, I, I know other people don't like playing with play, play, players like that. And that was really the point I was trying to make, is that I don't, I'd never pick him ahead of Farrell or Ford um, on that basis, because I don't think you can rely on him in a big game. And and in the sad case stuff, obviously, <laughs> the, like, that's obviously, <laughs> it's great stuff for a tabloid. Like, oh, as soon as you say it, say it, but actually, it, it depends how you say it, though, because I was like, he's a bit of a sad case in that, he had so much potential and he never delivered. Sad case, Cipriani, <laughs> like, blasted case. by former yeah. line. He's a sad case. You know, like, as in, like, if, if, the co- if the point ended there, it like, made it's it a great headline. so funny. That's like, in I, fairness, it's skill. There were it's two skill. things, the two things that I, I found the funniest of it, because I, I, I just hadn't seen, I think I was off and I hadn't, like, checked the internet in, like, a day, so I came back and uh, I was tagged in something. And it was like this English guy on Twitter, English rugby fan, like slating you. About Calling me a potato eater and a tinker. Oh, I didn't see that one. <laughs> he got loads, loads of stuff, yeah. And then there was, was a link to like an article. And then I just kind of Googled it. And I was like, geez, there's a lot of articles. <laughs> and the Daily Mail one, it was like, you know, sad case for that. And then it was five bullet and points. People are like, oh, it's just, you know, someone trying to stay relevant. It's like, I really don't care. The like, subhead like, was <laughs> five bullet points as well. Of like, It's like Fitzgerald calls him this and this ah, and this and this. But well, that's why people, I genuinely think that's why sports people don't give interviews anymore mm. because that that stuff people are like and and I'm sorry I get it like print is under pressure like it's really under pressure to sell like it is and that's the reality of of the game and someone said to them somewhere that um you know that's that's what that's if you're producing content every day it needs to be really aggressive because like well, I the, think we lo- the English red tops were doing that before print was under pressure <laughs> I know I think it's been under pressure for, since like it's been under pressure for a long time Will <laughs> but like they, they made they, these, 20 30 years like. these English tabloids have made their name on this kind of this was like gonna, yeah, even yeah the, you know more this is your game uh, rather than mine, say, really, the, the second thing that I enjoyed about it was that uh Apparently, it was a talk of the English press room on, on yeah, at the yeah. Leinster Wasps game. I heard this, yeah. Um, so two weeks in a row, we've been the, the podcast has been the talk of various press rooms. First for the comments on the Connacht Leinster rivalry, and now was it? Was it actually? Was it? I that was in, that was in Ireland, not England. But what were like? Yeah, I didn't. What would they even be saying? Like, look, people were just talking with interest about it. Oh yeah, yeah it's an interesting topic. Yeah, like, uh, look, I suppose uh, he's a divisive enough character, Cipriani. Um, Obviously, I'm on the other divide, and I always, I'm always kind of. It's weird because I'm always disappointed. I, I played against him a few times, and I was like, and ask anyone who's played against him when he was really, you know, in his pomp as a young guy. Like he, he was really, like he was. I'm gonna use another. Like he was fairly dazzling. Like he was really, really quick. Like was super quick. Uh, lovely handling. You still see the handling. Uh, he was really difficult to defend against when he was really in his pomp, and he's just like, uh, I, I suppose I was one of those people that was kind of disappointed. Um, you know, uh, I always felt like he would be, he would, he was naturally would have been a super fit for England to just fit into, to slot into that um, kind of after Johnny Wilkinson, that kind of void that was left. And they obviously all thought that over there, but he kind of got caught up in lots of silly stuff as well. Um, I talked to some of his ex-teammates and they were like, yeah, he kind of was weird. Like he didn't train that hard. Like he was, he did all these weird training sessions with, you know, that sprinter coach, which is fine. Yeah. Like, but, you know, didn't really put it in day in day out in the weights room and in wasps and stuff like you hear different you hear lots of different things over the years about him 
you know, like a sky camera would come in to be doing a piece on him and he'd be in there hitting the bag, like train, like, and I remember the person who told me, this is like, he'd be like, oh, unbelievable, he's passing, passing him coming out of training. Um, and uh, he was like, yeah, so it was good. Danny looks like he's putting it in the hard drives and then like he keeps walking and he just sees the sky cameras doing a, like a personality piece and he was like, ah, <laughs> there you go. Um, so like that was always disappointing when you hear those because like he's such a talented guy. So look, that was, that was right. To, to answer you, like it was, it was poor wording and lazy wording on my part. It'd be like if but Hugo Mania called Joey Carberry a coward would be yeah, the, the like, equivalent. Yeah. Uh, That'd have uh, been a big story over here. But he's not. He puts in the tackles. You know, so I'm tackling James Lowe last week, you know. Um, he's not a big guy. All you want is the guy to try. People miss tackles all the time. But all you want is someone to actually go, do you know what, I could get hurt here, but the team needs me to make a tackle. I think we should get him on the podcast. He'd be a great guest. He wouldn't. He'd be terrible. He'd be an unbelievable <laughs> guest. He'd, He'd be a big name. That's about it. Oh, um, a story. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Well, you haven't been blocked, so I think you should try to now play the good cop. You've been bad cop, uh, now be good cop. I'm sorry, baby. <laughs> uh, well, I already apologised for the wording, which was, okay. which was coarse and shouldn't have been. But look, again, it's good. Like, that's the, like, the, I saw lots of other people were saying, well, actually, you know, stop being so harsh on people with podcasts. I don't care. Be harsh all you want, because what we're trying to do is we're trying to get people to listen um, by talking about topics that are engaging and actually having an opinion on them. Like, that's what we're trying to do here. I have no skin in the game either way. Like, you know, um, I, I just try and be as honest as I can most of the time, you know, um, on, on most things. And see, look, some people are... On, and I, I, like, I do generally have a... I, I think I have a fairly thick skin. So people can abuse me all they want. I'm just going to just keep being honest, as, as honest as I can be. On that note, we will bring in our most prolific guest in the history of the show, Keen Tracy. Keen, thanks so much for joining us. No worries. Very He's late associated call with yeah. all the controversial ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but like I said, it's not me who's causing the controversy. Something yeah, about your mere presence you're inciting yeah. brings that. out yeah. Luke's controversial <laughs> shock jock streak. Yeah. I don't know what he has in store shock for us now, but <laughs> it should, whatever you have in store, Luke, should be good. I'll try and keep it PC tonight. Well, you know, you made such an impression, Keen. Myself and Luke were talking off air. We've decided that in the event of me dying in a terrible accident, we'd like you to take my place <laughs> as Luke's sidekick. Will? You know. No need to get soppy so early in the <laughs> uh, in the podcast. <laughs> um, nice, to feel, nice to feel involved, all lads. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. No, look, look, it was uh, good fun. It's always good. I, always, I love the kind of round tables. They're a good crack. Like, we always get a, a few interesting points of view, I think. Um, and there's plenty to talk about this week. Champions Cup week yeah, one. Yeah. Uh, I have my updated power rankings, the top twenty. We don't need to get into <laughs> You're those dying now. To get these See, out, yeah. Well, I'm worried if I unveil them too early, they become such a big, you know, crowd favorite that people will just, you know, <laughs> stop listening to the rest of the show. So we'll, we'll save them maybe towards the middle of the end to keep the listen. You know, retain listenership is what they. Well, your 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 sales pitch there, you're done. The metric sold. <laughs> I can't wait. Uh, yeah, no, it was great. I mean, look, it's nice. It's always nice to come in having. Um, a couple of wins for the provinces, you know, or three wins, sorry, for the provinces and a very good result over in Exeter. So, um, these are good weeks to come in. I yeah. like, the, you know, it's nice to be, to be talking positively about, uh, about our struggles. Well, start, start in like chronological order, Keen. Obviously, Leinster, 52-3 winners over Wasps, the RDS, and I think everyone left there feeling that Leinster, although they were the favourites anyway, are, are probably even more so now. Lawrence Delalio wrote over the weekend that he thought it was maybe the strongest 15 ever to play in, in the tournament full stop. Um, I don't know if you'd go along with that, but overall, what, what were your impressions? Were you imp impressed with Leinster as everyone else was? Yeah, I think weeks like this are 
kind of like you know Leinster get put in the shop window like even more so than they do every week because we we see them every week we know you know what these guys are capable of and okay they don't get to play their strongest 15 every week but you can see it with the guys that are behind them the standards that are being set and yeah like I thought Wasps first of all were incredibly disappointing they made it they made a decent fist of it for what 37 38 minutes and then Lima Sapawaga who I have to say I was so disappointed with you talk about, you know, wanting to go and see the best players. And when he arrived at, over in this part of the world, you're thinking, you're hoping he gets drawn in a pool with an Irish side. And like, I thought he was so, so poor. The decision was actually quite harsh because it looked it like a, a forward, forward pass. pass. Yeah, yeah. That was but harsh. like it was, a, even if it wasn't, it was a definite, you know, deliberate knock-on. But Still but too it, soon to call that one though, isn't it? Like, like it, everyone's saying if we went left his hands, it was forward. But like it... It looked forward. Yeah, it looked forward. But like it, it didn't get any chance to actually fully see the pass. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry it didn't. Like, it's, uh, you know, they had had one a few minutes earlier that definitely played into mm. the decision, I think. Uh, now, I think the other one was, because it was more kind of a static play, they probably would have got caught, but it was still probably line break territory where they're making 10, ten or, it was, I think it was the, the the right winger, I can't remember his name, but it was Robbie Henshaw. Josh Bassett. Bassett. Uh, Josh Bassett knocked one down. That was quite, I thought, yeah. uh, obvious, you know. Mm. Um didn't have, I thought, do you know what I loved about it? And I kind of went under the radar was that like Leinster turned, so it was, there was, they were under the cosh from Wasps, had a big defensive effort, mm. turned it over on the 22, took a quick tap. Like, and they, t yeah. they were taking quick taps and they were going for the corner early. They, I think they really feel and believe, and it's funny, like, I actually haven't talked to any of them about this, but just from looking at them, and I kind of know the mindset from when I was there as well, they, I reckon they feel like they're fitter. I, re I really they believe that. They look fitter yeah. than everyone as well. Uh, I think as well, with the, all the subs they have, I think just think they really rely on that bench. Like, I, I actually disagree with Delalio. I think it's actually the strongest 23. And that's actually a key point because... Uh, sorry, I'd even go so far as to say, like, the, the strongest 25. Like, Reese Ruddock was 24th and 25th man. Like, Reese Ruddock yeah. was 25th man. And he came in to start. And like, he's one he of the best outstanding. players. Outstanding. Yeah. And he has been outstanding for... And, and like, any time that guy's fit... He's he's an unbelievably an underrated guy mm. because he's probably behind who I think like, probably the best six in in uh, definitely in Six Nations in uh, in Pete O'Mahony. He just gets it, like it's just a bit of a shafting really to be honest with you because mm. the guy is an unbelievable rugby player. So um, I think it's you're probably looking at more like the best thirty or whatever in the in the in the competition ever. Just I really a, believe that. And on that. that, well, so obviously this answers my question, but I saw Brian O'Driscoll saying on Twitter that like. Someone said that his Leinster team, that one you played on, was, was better under Joe Schmidt, the back-to-backs. But he said this Leinster squad has kind of surpassed that with, with their strength and depth. Well, that's the key part. So I know I jumped from number to number there and ended up probably on 30, but I really <laughs> believe that because I think that it's the best 30 the competition has seen. Like, they could they could get, you know, the, the only positions that they look like they could get two injuries and they'd be really short is out half and nine. They have injuries. Like, if they got injuries anywhere else in the pitch, you're kind of thinking... Well, actually, that guy's a really good rugby player. They're, they're, I think they're, if you chose a second Leinster team, so like the guys are on the bench and made a 15, I think that they would give most teams in Europe a game. I think that's where they are right now. But look at, I mean, even well, look, look at the front row. Like Peter Doody comes in if if Jack, if two Lions yeah. get injured. You look at the other side. The Burn Brothers. If Porter and, and uh, Ty Furlong get injured, you've got Michael Bent, who's an international. Well, it's now, interesting that Keane mentions the Burn Brothers because an hour or two before Leinster played was the Celtic Cup, Leinster mm. 8 played Munster, the Burn Brothers on the bench for Leinster. Ray. And they're they're good quality young players that, you know, in another team, in another yeah. situation, could well be contributing possibly off the bench. But like the Lancer Ray team at Doris, who's you know very big, possibly yeah. had no read playing it out half. 
They had uh, Max Deegan in the team. They had Mick Carney and Ross Maloney in the second row. Guys who you know have contributed in the past the Champions Cup games. Played in uh, finals. And they're playing around the corner in the in uh, in Donnybrook. You know, two hours beforehand. It's it's difficult to see how they're not going to run into problems with keeping all of these guys happy. We've been we saying that for ages, though, Keith. Yeah, but look at Jordy Murphy. Like he's gone. He's the one. Yeah. And you know, and we were chatting to him recently about this, and he was like, you know, people are saying you think you'll have started a trend, but I don't think it'll start a trend. But I, I think if you look at these guys like Max Deegan and Kaylin Doris, they're not in age difference. They're not too far away from Jack Conan. So like, it's hard to mm. see how these guys because they're outstanding players in their own right they need to be playing week in week out in these big games when the time comes so it's just difficult to see further down the line because Leinster have so much quality how they're going to keep everyone happy I think what they've done well so far Keen, is that they're still I think the coaching is really really top class there yeah, I no think doubt. you know Stuart Lancaster seems to be a top top coach mm. you know so you're learning every day I think what they really do well as well is they're not really afraid to make changes now and people can you know whatever you say about um you know, them having great depth. They do have great depth, but the people who, who are playing, so the people who are probably outside the 15, so call it the other 15 that we're talking about here, the 30 top guys that I'm talking about, all those guys get opportunities to play with Johnny Sexton, or they get, like, they swap them into the good team. So you're not making a, you know, say the, like the, the 15 who are conceivably behind the first 15, we'll call it that, right? Those guys still get chances to play. Like they, they put two or three in at a time. They don't just make wholesale changes. And sometimes they do at the start of the season, but leaving that start of the season aside. So I think you're always playing, if you're playing regularly, and I also think that you're playing with really top quality guys and you get lots of minutes because they use the bench. Or, or, like, I mean, you look at that bench they picked in the weekend, it's Scott Fardy and, and um, Sean O'Brien. Like they were picking that bench to attack them again on 50 minutes. Like th those guys are coming on regardless, I think. Um, and I think that's how they've managed it so far. I still agree with you. I still think that's the big challenge for them is how do you retain some of the young guys? Like, And you've got to be... And the way to retain those people as well, because they look like really good players to me, some of those young fellas, is I think you actually have to be really ruthless when people get to a certain age. Mm. I think you just have to start picking them and go, well, look, sorry. Like, say that, like a Jordy Murphy thing, they go, well, look, I think we're going to have... Yeah, we're going to have to let you go. Like, I'm going to pay the guy 100 grand less and I think he's actually going to be as good as you in a year or two like that's the, that's I think that's what they're saying and that's their decision they're the difficult decisions they've got to get right going forward to keep the momentum going I really admire someone like Jordy Murphy who you know probably thought okay my chances of playing in the big games yeah. are going to be lessened so why don't I go now like while I'm still in my prime and get more game time that will further my Irish chances I think there's a lot to admire in that and you know Rob Carney was making the point last week that on the Monday mornings when they're picking the team that you know guys don't know whether or not they're being selected for the, the match at the weekend. But I think realistically there's only maybe three, possibly four positions that are up for grabs. I think if everyone's fit, what we saw last mm. Friday, that settled Leinster team is quite settled at the moment. So I still think, yeah, keeping those guys happy, it's all well and good getting to play against with Johnny Sexton against Edinburgh in the Pro 14, but they want to be involved in the big games. Yeah. And that's the kind of ambition that's in this group at the moment. Yeah, when Leinster win by 49 points, put up 52, there's not maybe a whole lot of really talking points that's come out of it. But one thing that I, I think is an interesting one to discuss is Luke McGrath and his position in an Irish context. He had another really good game. Uh, maybe a couple of ropey passes in the first half, but you know, his support line's really good. His defence is brilliant. Um, he didn't go on the summer tour. Uh, he seems to be, or at last kind of check, he was fourth in the pecking order. But surely he's done enough now, especially if Conor Murray isn't fit, obviously. But if he, even if he was, to force himself into, you know, a number two slot even. Yeah, God, it's like it's a difficult. Like, I mean, I'm pretty sure 
the lads up north to be making a fairly strong case for John Cooney. Uh, who's and Marmion is, is Joe Schmidt's one of his favorites. Yeah, Marmion Mar- Mar- he's a thing for Marmion because of the tackle he made for him. Like I, I think like Joe's kind of funny that bank, way yeah. against. Like he'll talk about that all the time. Mm. Like, I had to put him on the wing. He made yeah. a tackle against Pocock. He loves that. Yeah, and he'll he has loads mm. of those players where you just keep picking those guys mm. because I think he feels like he'll you know if they've dug in for him once in a pressure scenario. Mm. And when Murray was injured against England on St Patrick's Day, he was actually he very started good. Started that game and played yeah. well. Like uh, like yeah. I suppose I think the big difference like uh, the the next. To catch Murray, uh, like the kicking has to be great. The ki- your kicking has to be really, really great. That's I think that's the like Murray because I think Luke McGrath. If you look at him around the pitch, uh, you could argue maybe the passing. Um, I think he might get it away slightly quicker than Murray, but Murray's pass is so long. Bullet, you know, it's really it's a bullet, yeah. Um, so that might even out for the most part. Um, I thought some of his box kicking the other night was quite good. The actually. box kicking is, but Murray's goes so high as well. Yeah, it's so good to chase. Murray's box Murray's, and he actually can go really long with the clearances yeah. as well. That's uh, like people don't realize that about Murray. Like that's his, that's his thing. Mm. That's what he is. World for me, like he is just uh, like he's special around the pitch. He's a great reader of the game, great tackler, really brave guy. You want him on your team, yeah. he, and he's a great nose for a try as well because he's a big fella. But for me, the, the the key thing with Murray is the kicking. He is world class there. Like he is outstanding mm. at the distance he gets and and the height. Um, it's a real pressure reliever for the team. Um, it's funny because it's a massive part mm. of uh, you know Ireland's you know weaponry under Joe Schmidt. And when you do look at the other scrum halves, they're all great players. But you wouldn't necessarily think say the first thing about them is mm. kicking. Like it maybe is with Conor Murray. Like yeah. John Cooney's great around the pitch. He's a great goal kicker. He's got a lot of stuff. But you wouldn't maybe necessarily jump straight to his box kicking. Yeah, I actually saw both of um, Luke McGrath and John Cooney live last weekend because I was in Leinster on Friday and then mm. in Belfast on Saturday. What a life. Yeah, great life. Yeah, glamorous. <laughs> yeah, in the up. in the lash and rain up in Belfast, <laughs> it was absolutely great. <laughs> yeah, Jeffrey in the TV. covered seats yeah. just stopped the lights. <laughs> but um, the one thing about Luke McGrath that I really like is I think watching him live uh, when you're there. I mean, when you're there in the RDS or whatever, is seeing what he does. Like you mentioned, his trade running. I think when you're watching that live, you get such a massive appreciation for how smart he is. Like when he like starts, that, yeah. when he starts his runs. You're, you're, you're already watching him. You're not even looking at the ball because he's so clever at reading the play. And you saw it, like he links so well with um, James Ryan at one stage. Um, yeah. And that's such a key part of Leinster's game at the moment that there's no reason why he can't bring that into the Irish setup. Now I agree that Conor Murray's boxing, that is what sets him apart. But uh, like I said, I thought he put up some lovely kicks the other night that gave the back three chances. I think when he's up. playing well, he's kicking well. He's Actually, a confidence player. I do believe that. Yeah. I think it's a big part. Like, I think if, like, Lukey, I think it's passing. I think people will still want him. I think his passing's actually really, really improved. I think he has another gear in it to, as well. Um, I think he get to that point. Like, he's, what, is Luke McGrath 26, 27? 25. Uh, yeah. It's 25. 25 yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so like he, I think there's still there's, there's scope for him. He's going to get better. Like he is, like he's going to get into that Irish like slot. I, I, he will at some point. Like he definitely will. But, um, like like I think when he kicks well, he plays well. That's my thing because he's so good around the pitch. I I also think that part of his game because he's so tough. He's such a ugly little fella. Like I lo- honestly, I love playing with him. He's hard as nails. And you get like it's look, it's not saying anything that anyone doesn't know. I feel part of part of the time that he actually doesn't have then he doesn't pass well is actually after he's had massive efforts. Like he'll get in. He like he makes. He makes an extra effort to get into the front line to to tackle. When I'm like, oh, stop! I like just take you know. I want you really fresh for. We like Leinster could go through twenty phases. Like they do that regularly enough. You know what I mean? If they make a break, they hang on to the ball. Then and like so you're running. It's tiring. 
people don't understand for a smaller guy to be wrestling with bigger guys and he wrestles all the time with them it takes way more out of the smaller guy than it does the big fella you know the weight makes a big difference it's funny you mention you know that part of his game because I, I have a friend of mine who played against Luke uh, McGrath at club level this is when mm. Luke McGrath was probably 18 or 19 mm. my friend was a front row forward this was a small scrum half and he like basically spear tackled him when it was or dumb tackled him when it wasn't legal and we took the piss out of him for years subsequently Luke McGrath's become a very good defender <laughs> but at the time but we no, got great mileage he would be flying at you he's honestly he's a little terrier he is he's honestly and he's a again as Keane says he's a smart rugby player as well he's got the he's the full package he's still I think he'll figure out a bit more of his game the longer he goes on I feel like I, I love the tackling part but I wish it was like a fail safe I wish he was coming in there to go do you know the Joey Carberry one that's what I, I love those ones. I love when you're like, okay, they made a break. Where's my nine? I want my nine to be seeing that, reading that. And, and that was the perfect, like, I don't want them all the time in the front line unless you're really, really stuck, unless he's plugging a hole really late and they're going to yeah. go straight through. Otherwise, I want him managing, kind of getting people into the right places, going, we're short he here. He just can't resist. Around. He loves it too much. He, I think he really does enjoy it. I think as well, he likes to be, like some people, I, I found myself actually, when I was playing, that I used to like getting into a rook or two because on the wing sometimes oh, we've talked about this before. Yeah, no, but I used to like it because I feel I felt like there's long times where you might you might have like ten minutes where you have you're not in the game if you're not if you don't get to feel a hit on someone. It's it was my way of getting into the game. I, I felt, unless I felt contact somewhere, it was hard to feel like you were in the game. It's a really weird thing to to say. Um, I know. I think lots of other people who are in contact sports will tell tell you the same thing. And you always hear about boxers saying once I had I got clipped one time. I was like, oh, I'm grand. That was fine. I didn't like or. You know, you hear rugby players saying it all the time. Like, once I got the first hit in, I was saying, oh, it's actually okay, especially come back after injuries and stuff. Yeah. So that was the thing for me. I, I feel maybe that's part of the game. Maybe it feels like, oh, I want to get in there. I want to feel the contact. Now I'm in the game. Um, Because you know, I, I can't understand. Like, he doesn't need to be there all the time. I feel like he shouldn't be in there as much as he should, as, as he as he is. Well, I think one one point, quick point you should make on him as well is how much how well he's respected within the squad for ah, someone so young. He captains Leinster and mm. has done for the last couple of years for someone so young and a scrum half. You know, it's probably not a position you see too many scrum halves doing it. So I think that speaks volumes for how good of a player he is and how much he's respected as a leader. One of the players I want to touch on before we move on to some of the other matches is uh, James Ryan. He had another great performance. Ah, that class, that yeah. line he took around the rook and then the offload back inside. It's just I was just thinking he. he he is really the complete second row. You pretty much everything you want from a second row. And it's so rare when there's a player like that when they get so much hype and then they actually live up to it and almost <laughs> exceed it as well. Like people were touting him as possibly the next Paul O'Connell or whatever. He, he's on his way to that kind of influence already. And he's only 22. Yeah, I think the, the thing with Paulie, like it was interesting here. Um, you know, I think they'd love him to be a bit more vocal. Like he's seen, apparently whenever he talks, he's like really, really good. Um, but I kind of like that. I was kind of saying, because I, I don't know who I was having the conversation. It was a senior Lancer player I was having a conversation when they were saying, yeah, it's weird. Like, we, like you, he's a leader. Like, he's a good guy, really smart fella. Whenever he speaks, he speaks really, really well, articulately, you know, um, and delivers the points well. Doesn't go on and on. Like, he's really, really good. Um, I was kind of saying at the time, I sat back, I was like, well, I kind of like it because I remember a few of the younger, younger guys and they're kind of piping up a little bit too much. They're saying, no, just earn your... Like... And he is still only in there. Like this is his second year. But he already kind of has earned it, has he? No, he has he. I don't know. Can like achieve that much. Like you can't say Paul. Like Paul O'Connell would have been like he's. The, I'd say he was the exact guy who would have been saying nothing. Like he would have just been listening to the older guys, just working hard. And I kind of feel like it makes him more like that. The more he kind of, yeah. you know, the, the more he kind of said, like he's uh, like and again, like like O'Connell. Whenever he speaks, everyone listens. Like that, I think that's probably more important to be saying good things rather than saying more stuff. So, I, I like it. I, do you know what I love? I love as well. I just really like everything about his game. I just think 
His tackling is excellent. Uh, doesn't I, miss any, does he? Does, yeah, but well, the stats last year was it 77 he didn't uh, complete yeah, it or something? Up, yeah. something, something like that, something crazy in last year's uh, rugby uh, or Heineken Cup. But like he's, what I love is that he's figured, he seems to have figured out a lot of things. Like he's figured out, like I, I was watching him when he started, he kind of dropped a few balls, he was trying a bit too much. Mm. Now I, I feel like the error count is like way down. Yeah. Like he's so accurate all the time. He still is very smart making that little play he does the back into yeah. the nine. He makes it look so easy, doesn't he? Ah, he's just so calm in there. He's really quick. He times his runs on, onto the ball very well. The key thing for him, like someone needs to get into him and just be like, and apparently he is really, really a great trainer, but he needs to just manage his body really well, yeah. like all his shoulders, his knees, Did, his hips. Th th that's actually something yeah. I was chatting to Paul O'Connell about recently, mm. you know, asking him about what he made of the comparisons and he was saying that exact same thing. I would just love for him to mind his body because the way he plays, you know, he's mm. going to pick up injuries, but I think it's interesting on the point of about him being so quiet. He's such a smart guy, though. You can tell that he is sponging everything that's going on around him. Yeah. I remember when he got announced as the Ireland under-20s captain a couple of years ago. Um, they put him up for interview on day one before the Six Nations started. And, like, we couldn't get a word out of him. Like, you know, he's just so, so quiet. But you can tell, like, he just comes out with these nuggets that he's just got so much rugby intelligence. And yeah. I think being in that Leinster squad, he's happy enough to sit, like, around Devon Toner and Scott Fardy learning from him. Actually, funny enough, Devin Toner was talking yesterday and he was asked, um, you know, what can this guy get better at? And he was, he was saying goal kicking was probably... <laughs> John Eels, becoming like John Eels. His nickname is the best of all time. What was his nickname? Nobody. Nobody. Yeah, nobody's, nobody's perfect. perfect. Yeah. Like, there <laughs> so you go. That's the one attainable goal yeah. he can play yeah. on that he hasn't hit yet. Yeah, well, uh, look, I think it's, it's interesting. That, like, he's, he's got a great respect in there. That's what you want as a young guy. So he's got that now. The key thing for him is just kind of can he continue to deliver? Can he stay injury free? And that's a big part. You know, you look at Paul Paul O'Connell's you know career. Like you know, I'm sure the reason he's saying that is the same reason yeah. I was saying it. He had lots of needless yeah. ones. Um, and we probably are both we were both playing the game when it was like Paul obviously started a good few years before me, but um, we both played at the time when they're still figuring it out. I think they figured out quite a quite a bit more about the training and how to train people mm. properly. Uh, and Leinster are really really good at that. So. Um, I'm hoping they've learned all the hard lessons on the likes of me um, <laughs> and that he gets all the really good, really, really good advice. I think as well, like uh, the reason he is a, he's a bright guy. He's a bit, he's a good leader as well. He, he's I'd say, like, he comes from good stock. Honestly, his dad's a bright guy. Um, you know, a bit of a, like, a, a, you know, he'd be trained well at home to deal with all that stuff. And I think he'd be kept on his, kept on his, on uh, his feet in the ground. We kept, oh, sorry, oh geez, I'm making a complete mess up, but he'd be keeping his feet in the ground at home. Like he, there'd be no messing at, at there. He, he's going to get better and better. And, and he's earning, like we, it's probably important to mention that Leo Cullen is there. Like how important yeah. is a guy like mm. that to get to learn from someone like Leo Cullen? And then you've the current players as well. It's the ideal environment for but Leo doesn't talk all the time. Leo doesn't talk all the time either. Leo like would be fairly, like I would consider Leo fairly, kind of pensive you know mm. like he'd be no I would seriously no, he'd be very like, I can picture be, it I can picture like, him pensively no, being no he like, like he would be I think Leo can be like he's brilliant in the group He's he has time for everyone uh, you know he's a tough guy as well like he won't take any any crap or mm. whatever but he also he's kind of he can be introverted as well like he'll can, he'll take things he'll consider them you know he'll he could say something but he might think you know he'd be thinking about it afterwards when he's on his own and going actually you know, actually don't, I think I got that wrong or I think, you know, I think you're wrong on that one. Um, so they might be quite similar personalities and again, he'd be a great guy to learn off. Like Leo is uh, doing a super job there with all the young guys because he'd be a big part of, I'd say probably more than Lancaster, he'd probably be a bigger part of keeping those guys mm. happy. You know, he's doing the selecting of the team every week, you know, so um, seems to be doing a very good job. And just the last thing on this pill before we move on, Keane, bat to loose, 
game decided by the oh, howler by Freddie oh, Burns. Stinker, yeah. uh, I don't know what to say about it. Like, what did you make? What did you make of the whole thing? Oh yeah, it was actually it was in the the uh, Ravenhill press room, and the, every, the word around there was I really hope Billy Burns hasn't seen this because he's just about to start in the Champions Cup that he doesn't want to see his brother, you know, having made such a such a bad error. But mm. uh, I don't know if he did or not. But yeah, it was it was a shocker. It was a shocker. Yeah, I, a stinker, yeah. What was the reaction once the playing group B if that had happened uh, in your time? I don't know. I, I think there's a big thing with this celebrating before you get a try. I it's becoming more it. common, isn't it? Like in rugby, I see. Do you know what? I, I weirdly enough, actually, I've noticed Leinster doing a bit more stuff after the tries that was always like really frowned yeah. upon like we were always like the Barry Sanders way like as in I expect to be in the end zone do you know that kind yeah. of mindset where he didn't do you ever see Barry Sanders do you ever watch like the, I've heard he, of oh, him the Detroit Lions poor, poor oh, guy for his whole career yeah yeah it's <laughs> hard because they were oh, so terrible man he is you watch his clips there is I've never seen anyone move like that maybe a Bo, Bo is a Bo Jackson that mm. guy watch Barry Sanders clips you can watch them over and over again he just he's the best ever but um his mindset was unbelievable, I thought, just with the, um, you know, I expect to be there. And it kind of felt like it was, it's a, you know, it's it's that mindset, but it's also a bit of respect for the opposition. Um, interesting enough, I work with, with, with Niall Morris um, in in um, in AIB, right? Uh, ex, ex Leicester and, and, and Leinster. Um, and I was saying to him, I was like, oh, God, man, what, like, what was he doing? And he's actually saying, I oh, know, I actually felt good because he, in fairness now, I don't want to speak for him, but he'd be, he'd be fairly harsh on that stuff as well. And Leicester would generally be fairly harsh on that mm. stuff, fairly tough, um, you know, stomping ground. But um, he was saying, actually, he's a really good fella. Do you know what I saw? For whatever reason, Freddie Burns, I think, because he looks, he's kind of an angry head in him or, or whatever. But apparently, he actually is a good guy. Uh, so I'm fairly, it is. It's this, such it's this a terrible. But the fact it happened already this season. From a bathroom. Yeah, Tom Homer, right, Tom Homer against Homer. Bristol. Yeah, that's right. Acting I heard names, that, like. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like seriously, it's um yeah, oh, it's, it's, look, it is fairly unforgivable. And the real like I look, he's a he's obviously a really good fella because everyone got around him really quickly and was like, Look, he's made it he's had a howler, he's had a stinger. Where they will really feel the pinch on this one is round five and six. Yeah. They're out already. Yeah, it was like, it's cost them like Todd Black I feel so bad for Todd Blackadder because like Toulouse, tough game. First yeah. he got a penalty from the post, he yeah. missed it. Then he goes over the line, doesn't put the ball on. That's like Todd Blackadder, like they're not gonna sack Freddie Burns. Blackadder could get the sack at the end of the season. <laughs> well, you know. Bats are kind of a strange club. You see that statement they released a couple yeah. of weeks ago about the coaching a situation. A lot of negativity around like, the it's a, it's a and then he hauled Freddie Burns off and like it was a shocker. I had to get him off. He was, but I, 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 there's been so many people like sort of kicking him while he's down. Like the guy doesn't need to be told twice. Like he, you know, it was a shocker, and I just don't think we should. Are be, people kicking him? Are they? Oh, like of course. Like you know the keyboard warriors and Twitter. Like you oh, know yeah. everyone. I saw Jeremy Guskett actually was pretty. Pretty harsh in him too. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Keyboard so, warrior, Jeremy yeah. Guskett. Well, not, I think he had it in his in his column, but um, yeah. Like I mean, he knows he knows how bad it was. He doesn't need to don't like doesn't need just to on celebrating things. tries. I, did, when you scored that one against Argentina, I'm pretty sure you were celebrating en route to the line, <laughs> like when you'd broken the line, no? running in under the post. No, incorrect. Uh, incorrect. Will and you didn't check celebrate. It up. Check fake it up. I don't news. have my phone fake on news. me. Check I, it. Fake news. I would. I would check this up. Horse face. Political reference. No, no, so that's you wrong. You definitely celebrated afterwards. I gave it one of those ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Fist bump. Fist bump. <laughs> fist bump. <laughs> <laughs> twenty points down. And you're, you're going, fist bump. Unacceptable. Uh, he, he, <laughs> it meant it meant more to him because because of what. When you're twenty points to three down in a World Cup quarterfinal, we were back in the game, didn't we? We were almost back. 
Yeah. And I set up the other one as there well. There was the more going half. on there. So there do, was do as like, I sorry, do. excuse my language. There was more going on there than that. It was do as I what say. Were you doing not picking me. Do as uh, I say, not as I do. Is the uh, well, no. In fairness, a fist bump is fairly. Come on, like that's like one of those ones. Like yeah, that's. I think that's fine, isn't okay. it? Okay. Yeah. Well, well, like I, I'm, I'm more talking about giving it the kiss and giving it the finger up and giving it that. I'm not sure that's yeah. necessarily. Oh, speaking of celebrations, oh, someone linked to one on uh, Twitter earlier. Unbelievable. Felipe Contepomi going over the uh, try line, jumping into the stand, Legend. walking up 10 seats and then sitting down and like applauding his they own try. Yeah. It was unbelievable, <laughs> man. Honestly, I, I don't know. We sorry. have verified video I proof. I don't know why, but I just love that lad. I just, as in everything he did, I was like, that's, he's a legend. He can man. get away with it. Honestly, I saw him do doing that. the, so I remember sitting on the bench uh, for, we were playing Argentina on a tour down there in 2007. And uh, I remember Felipe got a drop goal in the place called Santa Fe. It was in the second test. And we were kind of like the also rans going down here. But he got <laughs> he got a drop goal. But then caught it like 40 metres out to win the game. And the crowd was going meant like there was like it was like a soccer crowd at a big game. They didn't have the Vuvuzelas, but they had the tops off and yeah. they were singing for the whole thing and they were jumping for the whole game. It was like a soccer crowd. It was un. Believable, right? Best atmosphere, I'd say, bar maybe some of the millennium ones. Um, best atmosphere I've ever been in. Um, and he he get, he ran back to the to the uh, after having got the drop goal in front of us, like ran back with the old hands, like the ears out, giving it this one, jumping, doing. <laughs> I was like, even though he got just got that drop goal to beat Ireland, I was uh, I absolutely loved it. I was like, the guy's a legend. In fairness, he got carried in. So they went to the aftermatch function was in a. Was in a nightclub and he got carried in <laughs> by like honestly he got carried in by like eight people doing this one like still like with a bottle of, I think in a bottle of champagne doing <laughs> and I, honestly I was like I should hate that but I absolutely love it I don't know why it's cool for him to do it and like no one else but yeah. I just I, I, could you I, imagine Brian O'Driscoll being carried into <laughs> the Shadburn Hotel on the into shoulders of his teammates into coppers the champagne know, I think as well it was like, so the same he was effect. carried in by like there, I think there was all these I'm, I'm gonna say it was like a corona um, advertising but they were all the, there was these girls these gorgeous girls in like uh, like cheerleader outfits and it was like there was six of them there was like like there was four or five guys either side oh like everyone just carry him on, on the shoulders in a king's chair. Ah, it was like the guy is just a hero, <laughs> and like, and I and I watch him like, and he's like dead serious in 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 commentary, but he just he I, I tell you now the young guys there, they might they obviously won't see that side of him because he's a coach, but um <laughs> like he just has so much passion, like he just is. Uh, he's everything that's great about sport. I always think guys like that. He was just great. He was a great teammate, like so talented. So I know I've gone off a complete <laughs> tangent here, but uh, if we're touching on the, the great Dr. Phil, I have to just give him props. He no, was my favourite to play with. A worthy anecdote. Uh, yeah. Keen, when we went to Munster now, they got a great result over in Sandy Park. We were kind of speculating last week that to even get a losing bonus point would be a huge win. Yeah. Didn't win the game, but got a draw and you know, I think as as Irish rugby fans, we're kind of experts with the permutations at this stage. Drawing away from home with the big team in the group is going to put you in great standing. Mm -hmm. Overall, would you be very positive, or should maybe Munster have even kicked on more and won the game? Yeah, like they they started with a draw last last season as well against Cass, and it didn't work out too badly at all for them getting mm -hmm. to a semi final. Um, yeah, it was. I think when at the time you were thinking that was a great uh, great two points, but when you reflected on it, I think. 
they might be a little bit disappointed, you know, a couple of inaccuracies when they got into into Exeter 22. But a lot of territory in the 22. Yeah, and, and not, not count, making that count in the scoreboard. But then again, I didn't think Exeter were firing on all cylinders either. So it was a bit of both. I was actually down in Limerick yesterday asking Van Gran about this. And yeah, he said it was a bit of both, a bit of disappointment, a bit of like they're happy that they got it. But like you said, going to who are, people think are the strongest team and getting a draw is crucial. And what, what were the murmurings in the press room by either the <laughs> journalists or the, the players or, or Van Gran about Exeter? They were very disappointed with Exeter. They'd come in winning six of six with five bonus points. There was the a lot of, were crap, I, I know the yeah. conditions were terrible, but... But but also Munster played very, very well. I thought defensively they were They were really good, They yeah. were excellent. And I think like even last week when we were here, we were talking about Munster, you know, progressing. And that was another big step, I think. I really think there's a big performance coming from them uh, this weekend. I think they've kind of fine-tuned those little things. I think if you look at someone like Ty Byrne, that would kind of perfectly prove my point. Like we saw the Ty Byrne that was playing with the Scarlets last year. He was immense I thought absolutely everywhere mm. and I think when you're a few turnovers first time seeing a few and, and, since he's kind of come yeah. I know he's got one or two but he looked really he, 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 he looked, he looked a bit freer and you know he looked more comfortable in what he was mm. doing and I think that was reflected in throughout the pitch and Luke mentioned Peter O'Mahony earlier again he is just he's in the form of his life right now and I think players are feeding feeding off that. I've thought we spoke about Duncan Williams last week. Rory, Rory yeah. O'Connor's uh, bleak, grave prediction for Duncan Williams and his and and his performance he, didn't come to pass. He played very, very well. Um, I, that that double tackle was huge, like absolutely huge. It stopped a certain try, and then Munster a few minutes, I think it was five minutes later, go up the other end, and CJ Stanner scores a try. And you know, for someone who gets criticised so much, and a lot of time unfairly so, is, again, especially on people on Twitter who are you know happy enough to sit at home and and slam people but he was very good and I think credit where it's due uh, you know he's not on the Conor Murray level he'd be the first to admit that but to play in to play like that in those conditions I thought was very impressive and I think he deserved a lot of credit for it. Your thoughts on the one to performance? thought they were very good yeah um, like I thought uh, I thought they were like I felt like they were unlucky not to win it but then at the end obviously you're saying actually we're lucky, they were lucky to get away with one of the, as, as well. You know, obviously the kick was very... It would have been an awful way... <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. It would have been an awful way for, for the game 10 for, for Joey. Mm. Um, I thought he had a few lovely touches. I thought they're, they're the kind of difficult days that I feel like well, he actually needs. That's why he went down mm. there is to play 10 in those kind of... You don't really develop if you're always playing, yeah. you know, at, you know the last 30 minutes when Leinster are, are drilling the team or whatever. So, like, I think um, he looked really, really good. Um, he looked, like, thought, he'd seen, he looked <clears> like he'd seen a ghost when he kicked <laughs> the ball and left his boot. He knew... I think when he I first first bounce, he was just like, kept going. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, brutal. Yeah, it was yeah, brutal. yeah. But he did it off his left peg. He was kind of, but like you could understand, like the the thinking was actually fine. Oh, like, absolutely. He needed yeah, to get yeah, it down yeah. there, yeah. and, uh, and he had hit one quite soon before that, which was a perfect a beauty, yeah. kick into the corner. It was a, it was a great idea, just slightly off. But you get that. Yeah, but I, I think he was forced into it. But I think like he was, it was actually a decent connection. I just said when he, I'm sure when he was going to his left foot, he was like, I better give this a bit of, a, you know, yeah. not not thinking that he would connect so cleanly. Uh, or that it would just keep going. I, I was I was happy for them. I actually thought they they looked good. I thought um, you know last week they had a lot of um, a lot of possession against Leinster and didn't really do much with it. I think there's probably a little bit of that going on again. Uh, they they will get better there. Um, I thought. What well, specifically really in their <clears throat> attack do you think? You know they did have a lot of territory there. A lot of a lot of yeah. chances in around the line, and they didn't seem to be going a whole. 
lot of places. With I, I feel like a big part of it, when I watch Munster playing really well, right? I, this is, sorry, I, I haven't given this a massive I'm kind of flying from the hip, right? But I think when they're playing really well. I saw well your iPad in, in, in front of you. I thought you'd been, you'd been uh, typing away no, furiously I, I, the whole podcast. I was just, I was writing, just writing a, a few notes that I wanted to cover right. uh, when we were going <laughs> through it. Um, based on Kean's very interesting um, point. Uh, no, but I was, I, 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 sorry, when I watched them playing really well, right? And I think when they're really humming, <clears throat> they carry a real pace. And what I mean by that is that like they're, it's they're, they're forwards got lots of momentum, but what they do is they do it really quickly. Mm. So you know, you know that kind of it yeah. feels like relentless pressure. You ever see them down at home and they look like they're just walking through a team yeah. when they're really on top? You know, uh, you, you saw probably with um, with Ulster really like they really you can't stop them. You know, there's there's guys coming at pace. Um, I when I look at them, I think that there's kind of a little bit higher risk than it needs to be. I always feel like they could probably step back just a second. I think they could play their interplay between the forwards and those tight channels against good teams could be a little bit better. Uh, and I think they could probably, they don't need to take everything just on the gain line. I think they could probably build pressure a little bit, a little bit longer. I think they could be a little bit more intricate because they have lots of good ball players um, in the pack. Uh, that I, I don't think that's, if I'm looking at them, I th I'd say, yeah, when there's momentum, I, I think they could, you know, they could probably just take half a yard back. They could take half a step. They don't need to be right on the gain line. Make, you know, it's, it's great when it's going well, but a good team like that, they're kind of, They've they had a lot of good poachers and that. I think they've a lot of good tacklers as well. They're good defensively, uh, Exeter. So I think I, I feel like they they have half a second longer than they think than they realise, uh, and I think that could help them. I thought it, it happened last year against Racing as well, where they um, you know, I know they missed, you know, they were they were a bit all over the place in terms of direction as well. But I thought that was one thing they didn't do well. They didn't. They have a little bit more time than they think, and sometimes you don't have to get over the game line every time. You just have to retain it. I think if you look at Leinster, they do that very well. They they their interplay around there is really good. But I think it's, they buy themselves time when they're doing it a little bit better than Munster. So if I was looking at them, I think that's part of it. Uh, I think they do have a new ten in. They don't have Conor Murray in. That's a big change over, and they're two very big players. And I think they'll play better when they have those two guys in the team, like uh, you know, for a little bit together as well. So I feel like uh, that was a good result. Um, I think uh, there was lots to be positive about. Uh, I still think there's another gear for them. Uh, I think they miss Keith Earls when he's not playing, um, you know, because they don't have a Simon Zebo there either. Um, and while Andrew Conway has nice feet, I think he's still, he's not as deceptive as those two guys. Uh, you know, they're, they're the guys that take, they always took two guys to, yeah. to take them down. And they also are good, both good passers of the ball. Um, and I think that's kind of important for this team. I didn't see, I didn't see Slade really... Wait, I thought that or, sorry, not Slade. Uh, sorry, um, Haley. excuse me. Looking at the other, the wrong thing. Uh, I didn't see Haley kind of do much playmaking. Uh, if he's not going to, like, I, I, I think we haven't, seen, we haven't seen the best of, of him yet. I mean, Do you think he's good? Yeah, yeah. He's like, good. I think he's got a lot of potential. Does, yeah. I was telling Will, I was down mm. in Limerick yesterday, and he was doing media for the first time, and mm. he he was saying the same thing as well. Like, you know, he's only getting settled in, and he had a hamstring injury, and I thought it was a big show of faith from Van Grant to start him in the extra game because I would have probably been thinking maybe Andrew Conway fullback. Or he must have been training well then. You have Absolutely, to think, yeah, you? yeah, and he seems yeah. to be very popular around the oh, squad. Good. Just a word on Andrew Conway, bit of a not a tangent, but you know when Steenson kicked that conversion and Conway yeah. came through and him. What did you make of that? I thought that should have been a card. I I did too. I was actually talking to someone else about this and he totally disagreed with me. But I thought it was a. I thought Can't it was a different card. I thought it was high, dangerous, yeah. late, and I thought it was. You know, I, just, I couldn't believe. I couldn't believe they got away with it. And he and he, lo and he, he looked at it as well. Yeah, it's it not was, as if it was strange. To, Do you have to be going for the ball or the foot. Can't be going for him. Like unless he, you're tackling, him. That's not, you can't tackle him. It was, it was you can't late. tackle someone making a place kick. His arm, his arm. <laughs> you mean you can only go for the block? No. Is his arm caught him like high? Not quite yeah. sure if it's the head, but definitely around his neck. Should have been a yellow card. Oh, 
but it was a couple of there was a couple of decisions we talk about that and it was kind of more the more you think about it I think the more Munster will have to take the draw because after Joey's kick now I wouldn't claim to know what goes on in the front row but I thought that looked like a certain excellent penalty and I don't know how how it wasn't and then Rory Scannell had a high tackle kind of at the far side that he got away with so I think when you kind yeah, of you bounce it up a draw yeah, I a draw, they're they'll, happy enough to be they'll, there, they'll run yeah, from yeah. a draw and then go into this well, weekend unlucky not to win but, but still lucky yeah. not it was to a lose. good draw yeah. Yeah. it was, it a, was good a good draw, draw. And Keen, you're up in Ravenhill then on Saturday evening. Uh, Ulster got a, I guess some people may be surprised they won so comprehensively in the end, especially they were 3 0 down at half time. It was mm. absolutely you know, rain soaked conditions. Uh, very good second half though. Yeah, they should have they should have won by more. Um, again, I was disappointed with Leicester. I think it took Ulster till half time actually to figure out, to realise that. It, going wide is just isn't on in these conditions and they got into good positions and they, they lost the line out malfunctioned and a couple of sloppy knock-ons which again allowing for, for the conditions is fair enough but I think if they got scored a try which they definitely deserved for the territory and dominance that they enjoyed and then they obviously George Ford was in the sin bin too I think they would have been nailed on to get the to get the bonus point they started like an absolute train in the second half they looked a totally different team but they started playing smarter smarter rugby and I think that's probably a sign again of Ulster, you know, finding their feet, and we we spoke about this last week. It was non-negotiable to get to get a win, and you know, it was it was a lot to there was a lot to like about it. I thought um, Michael Lowry at fullback went very well. What, what, I know it worked out well in the end, but that's a very bizarre decision to put a, pick a guy who doesn't play fullback at fullback in a game with torrential rain. He's about twenty. He only played it out half and center, yeah. and I just think that's like a, that's a crazy he, to see. I think he actually got he's blessed Dan McFarland that worked out because that could have backfired ridiculously we, we asked Dan McFarland about this but he said he didn't look at it as, as a risk at all that he's just been training so well and if you talk to any of the, the guys up in Ulster they will tell you that this kid is special he won three schools titles in a row I think it's a case of that they Ulster are doing a rebuilding job at the moment and if it was a, like I'm not saying he's on the same level as Jordan Larmer but if Leinster are going to throw got young guys into the mix why can't a young guy but it's the position it's not I'm not, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm <laughs> not quibbling are. with no, him no, yeah, playing but playing but he, but he's an, obviously an been, unfamiliar position he's obviously been training there and he's been training well I would I would yeah. suggest well he just I interviewed him on TV after the game and he said he'd, he'd, he'd never really, he just never really plays full back yeah no he doesn't and I think he is the next hope that Ulster have for, for out half and you know that will come and he dropped the ball early on and that's actually how um, Leicester got their only three points of the game but he settled into it really well I thought um, Will Addison I thought was by far I know we were talking about this Will yeah. Affair by far the best player in the pitch I mean he's he's quality yeah. I mean he's he covers yeah. a range of positions he's, I like McCluskey as well for them McCluskey they, they look like a very good centre partnership actually yeah. Addison and McCluskey and, and then you expect Addison to be in the Ireland squad when it's named yeah I, th- I think he will be yeah I think he will be I think he covers a range of positions I think Joe Schmidt is a big fan of his from what I hear um, he's made a big impression in in Ulster I think what I liked was when um, Billy Burns and then Angus Curtis went off he slotted into out half for a while and was seamless we've already seen him playing at full back this season was very impressive he's got great feet great eye for a break and um, did Lowry when he got high tackled by George Ford for the yellow card like that was a scintillating piece of play and he gives Ulster that bit of X factor and I think if you're going to have Stuart McCloskey in the midfield which they will you need someone outside of him who's going to have that bit of magic and I think he has that and I think the balance is nice yeah, like I like the offloading part yeah. of like McCluskey or even the direct running you know mm. if he, like I, I always think he's play, he plays better when he's thinking I'm going to run over you first rather yeah. than I'm going to go going for the offload like he actually has a lovely offload we, mm. we know that about him like he has nice soft hands in there and stuff but I like the balance between the two 
Um, it's, it's, I always like that balance between a big guy who has nice soft hands, a good offloader, and actually a guy who's got nice feet, has good pace, but can actually pass mm. pre-contact as well. It's a nice balance for you to have in there. It's probably, I think, the, the best way to have it, really. Um, I think it was good to see Ulster get the win. Like, they, you know, because they've had a few couple, you know, a couple of tough weeks. Um, you know, I, I think, like, you know... Don't say a lot about Leicester. They get thumped by a team who themselves have been over the badly place, beaten by Connacht All over they, the place, man. They were, like, blaming... Like all sorts of stuff, like oh, Rory Best being out. Like Rory Best is injured for seventeen weeks. Like you know, they like are they have stuff, fallen like. so far. Like the the lack of fight, I thought as but well. You was, like you already fire your coach after one game. Yeah, was, like why, why why does he get a preseason? Just get him yeah, out if that's yeah, if, if that was it was absolutely crazy. They're in right. And as you say there, like when when they <clears> and when like yeah, hear Jordan Murphy coming out with a lot of a raft of excuses after the game. But they weren't know? even good ones. Like yeah. if it was like if it's not the first time. Whenever I hear him, the more I hear him speak, the less impressed I am with him. To be honest, I, for someone who was such a great player. I just whenever I hear him speak as a coach I'm just left rolling my eyes with the stuff he's coming yeah, out Yeah, like he, he was actually speaking to us when he was bringing up the, mm. the Rory Best thing which was kind of strange like you said because he was injured and then he said that um, he'd much rather be co- uh, coaching at this side of the Irish Sea which is again sort of a I don't know, strange and you want people to be honest but this is a big gig for him like it's a big chance for him to he's been at that club he is Leicester yeah. like well, absolutely I, he was obviously inferring I presume that they have an easy ride over here yeah he, he meant like I mean I'd rather be over here because the IRFU yeah. look after a player so much and but they like, don't have to deal with relegation but, and this stuff but yeah, if you look yeah. at the Leicester team okay it wasn't star studded but like they had enough quality like George Ford Kyle Eastman Manu Telelaghi like there was enough well this is the thing now when you think of Leicester of old you wouldn't be naming five backs to five yeah. best players you know yeah. what I mean well, yeah that's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Like there, like, and that, and that is a key point. Like, and I think as well the 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 policy of there in terms of you know the, the financial stuff has been really weird. They've had a lot of weird signings, a lot of ones that haven't worked out the last while. And again, I'm going to call like JP Pearson was an odd signing. Uh, Tamu was actually very good for them, but. Um, you know, even um, John Davilius when he went over, he was like, he, you know, he badly injured as well. Like they've had a bit of bad luck as well. Um, but again, we're naming all backs. Like I really that that Leicester pack used to be Fierce like star studded. They used to kick the crap out of you. Well, for road was so tight, and it used to be a nightmare of a match. It was kind of muddy. It was perfect for you know you had Julian White. Uh, you had Martin you know Martin Curry, Johnson, Moody. Martin Curry, Frank Lewis K. Moody, scary, Neil Back, scary yeah. to think like, and, as a player. Con- yeah, yeah, all these guys like they're Neil really, Burke, yeah. really hard guys. You know, Shane Jennings was there, Leo Cullen, like all these mm-hmm. guys. They cut their teeth there. They said that was where they really learned how you know about forward play and how to be a winner. Um, you know, so yeah, look, it's it's sad to see because they're they're one of the great clubs up there. You know, themselves in Northampton haven't really been. They haven't been great the last while, have they? And when you're talking with teams that have kind of fallen off a bit of a cliff, like Toulon obviously losing home to Newcastle, and similarly, like if you list their best players now, they're all backs. Like besides Garado, you look through that pack, all the star quality of you know the three in a row team, and even a couple of years afterwards are gone. Like Dwayne Vermeulen's mm-hmm. packed up and left, and a lot of other players, and they're just nowhere near the same team. Yeah, either. I think Bougel has lost interest there. I mean, yeah, the, yeah the, it's, always, that, it's always a danger with those guys. That's, go, that's going down the drain, down the drain fast. Newcastle are bottom of the Premiership, aren't they? Like that's yeah, crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it was a great win for them. Like, it's still a really tough place. Anywhere in France, yeah. I'm telling you, it's just a tough place to go. I don't know why it is, but they seem to... Well, sorry, I do know why. The home games are really important for them. Like, mm. again, it was funny to watch all the reaction from, from the... Uh, I could have been Andy Goode or one of these guys. <laughs> it's very funny. It was something about, like, there'll be P45s flying around the change room. You know? <laughs> and there probably will it be. probably will be. Yeah. But like, or you won't get paid for a few weeks. This kind of, sh- you know, garbage, you know. It's a real, it's kind of in the well, Wild West out there. It's funny, we were, t- we were talking about uh, Newcastle last week, and it's one of their players, the winger, Sonati Sonati. 
Played against him a good few times. Yeah, good player. It's funny is because you know he's for people who don't know he's he's a I think he's thirty three or thirty four playing for Newcastle on the wing. He's a phenomenal kind of side stepper. I was just looking through his history because I want to see a bit more. I didn't know he played for Zebra for two years. I was like I do not remember we him. We talked about this. Last yeah, we last was off air though. Oh, sorry, we talked about off air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he is. Uh, yeah, interesting. Great name. Great name. Yeah, like kind of guy you need to like. He's so dangerous. He's got a massive left foot step. It's like you know you know it's coming, but it's hard to stop. Um, but I think like I always get annoyed when I see people getting you know missing you know like oh just force him on the right please if he's gonna beat you like let him do a goosey and beat you on the outside it's really, or else he can do that too though I think clips <laughs> yeah he can but at the same time you're like you know ah, look there's a way of there's a, there is a way to defend those guys it's really annoying when you see but but again like they have lots of good guys and and I would think when it's when you see him there you're probably thinking like oh maybe a little bit journeyman team but I like you'd have to think that like. You know they're a good team. I mean, Newcastle yeah. are a good team. They're the bottom the, of the, the Premiership. They the shouldn't be for too long though. Is like Newcastle are missing Toby Flood. They're out half. They're missing Vareki uh, Ganova, who was Player of the Year last year in the Premiership yeah. as a whole. Yeah. Like so, it was like a it was a, like a weakened Newcastle yeah. team. And Toulon turned down a penalty to win the game to yeah, go was, to go was, for the four. That was bizarre. The, the try bonus. That was absolutely bizarre. That they did that. They're, they're going to Edinburgh this week. That's that's going to be an savage place. That's going to be a loss. Edinburgh will take. That's going to be an interesting game. They should have beat Montpellier. Yeah, yeah. Like my rankings will reflect. How good they were! <laughs> Is this result. a moving right? Uh, <laughs> fluid ranking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Uh, one thing before we get to the rankings, I want to talk about is. Uh, one of the last games yesterday, Saracens Glasgow, and Saracens probably did look the second best team overall at the weekend. Um, but I want to talk about Maro Atoje for a second and get your opinions on an incident. Shocking, yeah. So basically, for the people who didn't see, right before halftime, Glasgow, after you know lots of pressure on the line, went over for a try. They didn't see that the referee had called it back, and they were all just celebrating with the subs. And Atoje kind of goes over and kind of joins them and starts celebrating with them, taking the piss out of them. Uh, I never get. I never know how people find the time to do that crap. I really don't. It's weird. It's I think that's weird. It's behavior. in his nature, isn't it? That's yeah, but what, what are your thoughts on that? Because I saw, like, it's instructive as to who was defending him. Austin Healy, Andy Goode, Stephen Jones. These are the... You don't wanna, I don't think you want to align yourselves with these people. If they're defending something is right, then I'm happy to be wrong. What's, <laughs> like, what's right about that? Seriously, like... Personality, what that's what I've heard. Oh, it's just... Oh, it's it's a, a bit of... Yeah, that's literally what, no, what's being said. Like, it's I, just rugby-like. Yeah. It's not... The, you, the personality is to be part of a team and to be, you know, winning as part of a team and... That kind of stuff is like why like and you're not supposed to be like you're putting your body on the line like against another team. You're supposed to show them a bit of respect as well, you know. Like I think that's part of it. Like you know, you don't do that kind of stuff. I thought it was weird. Are you trying to get me to say something? No, uh, I know. Like, I, I can be I, more controversial. Well, I, I like, well. Well, well, you can. Here, <laughs> up. Hello, Daily Mail. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I there, there, interested you, here, Keen. Well, there was a lot. Of, yeah. like, I'm not a fan either, but I was um, reading something there earlier today, and they reckoned in the, in the English press they reckoned that um, that had spilled over from. You remember in the Six Nations game last year, yeah, the tunnel, a lot of stuff, the incident yeah. in the tunnel. That yeah. like again, it doesn't really excuse it, but I think that's that. I, I actually but he had previous. No, absolutely, thing, yeah, but I hadn't considered that that needle would be there because of that. But whatever went on in the tunnel during that he game, he doesn't need to be doing that stuff. He's a great player. Like, yeah. just focus on the game. You can't, you like, can't, if you're you, focusing on that, you're not focusing yeah. on the next. And I really don't think it's like a case of all like me or other people like picking on English teams and English players and giving out like if James Ryan I was just going to say told you equivalent <laughs> if Wasps had gone over yeah. a try and James Ryan started celebrating he'd be getting hammered like no one, yeah. no one would be happy with that if an Irish but he never did do it. it like it's kind it's of a bit in their personalities like they like culture. to be you know, when they're they like to shove your nose in it. They it's do. like an English thing. It's like yeah. you know, you see in cricket, there's always the, oh, a bit of sledging in it. You know, yeah. I mean, that kind of like they love the, that. Like, what, what's the he's called the Wolf Pack? Is yeah. it? Like, oh, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. like some like well, no, whatever. I don't mind that. Whatever but works whatever, for some, you. Sometimes people whatever call works. that stuff, but like when you're, I always think if you're doing that stuff, 
you're not really thinking about your own game. Mm. You know, the, I always think like the, most of the great guys, you know, they're pro, or girls playing sports, they don't really, to a point, they don't engage in that stuff really. They're like, you know, especially in the middle of a game, you might get, if someone engaged, you know, you always hear about Michael Jordan, you know, maybe saying, it, you know, a few bits and bobs here and there, but like oftentimes it was kind of, someone from the bench saying something to him or someone, and then he just started, you know, absolutely destroying them or yeah. whatever. But for the most part, I seem like I never saw, I never saw really Brian Driscoll engage in any of that stuff. You it's know? a different culture uh, over here, really. Yeah. or yeah. But I don't, like I never saw Johnny Wilkinson engage in that or, you know, Martin Johnson, not really. Like he was just, he was going to kick the crap out of you. Like that one, he was going <laughs> to dominate you. He was going to get every single line out right. He was going to be at every rook. He was going to win every rook he was in. Like, well, uh, like it's funny, that's who was, is... I read an article in the Telegraph then yesterday about kind of comparing mm. Johnson and Tajay off the back of this incident, saying that you know Johnson used to get under people's skin by being like you know that furrow brown being intimidating. Tajay's doing it by this, and I was like, no, I don't agree with that. But I think he had a bit of a he, he had a bit of a step backwards last year. I didn't think he was as good last year. Yeah. You know, and, and sorry, Lions he, he, he Lions was injury hit as well. Like he, like those two games against Claremont, he missed with a broken jaw. What well, they got stuffed like so. Yeah, they, well, sorry, no, there is that look. Again, accept that. Yeah. And, and Lions years are tough years. They mm. definitely are. But I, I don't know. I feel like, what are you doing that so for? It's silly. Like, it takes away from him being, like, he's a great player. Like, mm. I don't think he needs to do it. I think he just needs, like, whatever about celebrating. Just, like, the, I think English teams have a different mentality about celebrating scoring a try and, you know, making it about yourself when you score the try. Um, you know, whatever about that. I think that's kind of a thing over there. Uh, you know, there's, because everyone sports football over there. And it's normal in football. It's not really normal in rugby, really. But, I don't know. I think he doesn't need to do it. I think he's a great player. I think whatever about celebrating after a try, like that's grand because you know that's a, a moment where the team is together. They're celebrating something yeah. good, but celebrating at the expense of another team, I never think that's a good thing to do. I think a good example of that actually is um, if you look at Leinster on Friday night, was it the eighth try that Jack McGrath scored? Like they celebrated that, but all together because you know it meant so much to them as a group. There was no kind of yeah. jumping in the faces. And I saw some people saying about, you know, was that not over-celebrating? But it's not when you're celebrating it as one, you know, because... I think it was probably something to do with Jack McGrath and out for Absolutely, a while. Yeah. Well, yeah. But if, Jack, if Jack McGrath kicked the conversion, maybe, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> someone actually said that to me. They were like, oh, what was their sense? Oh, is that Leinster? And I was like, well, no, I didn't, Jack, I didn't see Jack McGrath hitting the conversion. So, no, I think it's not really the same, but... Uh, yeah, look, there's different ways of celebrating, isn't there? I was surprised. It's it's funny though because I did notice it. I was like, that's a bit. I wonder what that's about. You know, they yeah. did celebrate a lot. Maybe they were just happy for him. He's had a tough start I, to the season. I think it know? just sums up the hunger within them. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So that's the finish off. I have two rankings here because my first one I got. You know, I had to fine tune. Got it wrong. I had to fine tune <laughs> the first ranking. So in not in in reverse order. I almost said no particular order. That'd be hard to follow. <laughs> 20th, Leon, 19th, Leicester, 18th, Toulon, 17th, Bath, 16th, Cast, 15th, Edinburgh, 14th, Let's go on fives. Sorry, so you've... So the bottom five... Leon, Leicester, Toulon, Bath and Cast are my bottom five. Jeez, Cast have moved up, have they? Harsh and Bath, man. Cast have gone down one, Bath have gone down four after Freddie Burns. Oh, when you see the rest of the... As in, sorry, sorry, are these rankings on who you think the best teams are or where where you think they'll finish in after the pools? Uh, it's a combination of both. Oh, Jesus. How good no, they are. It's just like, it's, 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 it's exactly what we would say. We're rankings. talking about data, like having data to back up your opinions on things. That's <laughs> you just literally mitigated for every single well, possible outcome. Too there. long. Or anything we've said. Well, actually, no, I think they're a good team, but <laughs> this is where I think they're going to finish off the back of Freddie Burns' mistake. Like, that, that's terrible. You make, nail your colours to the, to the master. They are nailed. This is my 20 team. But what, on what, what's, the, what's the criteria, the criteria that, is, which they were selected? These are probably. 
They're not, it's not where are they going to finish? Are they, are this, is this where they're going to finish after group no. stages? No, this is where they are right now. This is after round two okay. where each team Quality is a teams. snapshot in time. It'll be updated again after the Bath, third game. Bath, it's week. harsh on Bath, is it? Well, they, they lost after a, after a bad blunder. Like, you know, you are, are Bath better than teams ahead of them? But they yes. should have beaten them twice. Like, they got so, like Freddie Burns should have got that kick. And he should have got a try at the end. And the try was actually quite a good try. Like, isn't they, they worked it well? We'll never know if it was a good try or a bad try because it wasn't a try. <laughs> Sorry, but like... That, I can't suspend the, disbelief and pretend that it was a try. They're not 17th. 17th. Yeah. Best team of the tournament. No, they're not. They're but better. But it's after the, week one, right? Yeah. Yeah, this yeah. is where they are after week one. So, 15 Edinburgh, 14 Ulster, 13 Newcastle. Edinburgh, my... Well, they've piece. gone up two places. Like, you can't enough, argue okay. with that kind of... All right. Who's ahead uh, of them? Next five. Uh, 12 Wasps, 11 Cardiff. Oh, wasps ahead of Ulster. Come yeah. on. How are Wasps ahead that of is, Bath? I'm calling, Bath calling that. Bath should have beaten Toulouse. I think that if was was for shocking Ulster Wasps got a really good win. Some key Wasps men beating at fifty points. Man. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even get a try. Was will you're drowning here, man? Was let me get to the end. Of it. Cardiff eleven. We're not gonna let you get. Gloucester to ten. Glasgow nine. He's about to cry. Scarlet <laughs> eight. Cry with laughter. <laughs> Toulouse seven. Montpellier. Go through this ten again. Sorry, start from ten. Gloucester that. ten. Glasgow nine. I'm surprised Gloucester were even able to feel the team after Luke's senseless attack on Dolly Cipriani last Jeez, week. Yeah, uh, I felt bad about it. I did apologise. Glasgow there was no The trolls were not having any of it. They Scarlet's were making Toulouse 7, Montpellier 6, Exeter 5, Munster 4, Racing 3, Saracens 2, Leinster 1. Ironclad. Yeah. We're Saracens. Hard to stacks. argue with your, with your 10 there. Would you demote? You wouldn't demote Saracens. No, you know, they, yeah, they, they weren't that. They weren't that impressive, though. Oh, no, they won by ten. You know, they. Yeah, and Glasgow's tough. Glasgow's tough place to go. They, they miss. They miss Hoggle They're though. they're the most disappointing team in Europe, though. Like every season, I know. Really? It starts, oh, they always flatter to deceive. Look at Leinster last season. Actually, hosed them. Leinster hosed everyone last year. Yeah, no. Yeah. No, I, I, like, look, I, I like Glasgow. I just wish they'd sort of, you know, fulfill their potential yeah. in Europe. They're just not as deep, are they? No, Do you know what I mean? Like, that if, if if Stuart Hogg is missing, like, he's such a yeah, big part huge. of what makes them tick. Like, and in fairness, he's, like, he's the same everywhere. Mm. You know what I mean? He's such a good player. But, um, yeah, no, it's um, a solid enough list. The uh, left wing official. The, end. the official no, left wing. No, they're yours. <laughs> the official. Yeah. He's going to sign my Edinburgh. signature under these uh, now think, to make them official. I think Edinburgh is a little bit harsh. I think Ulster is very harsh. I Ulster, think no. I think Ulster's fair. I think really? they're still rebuilding. But right. Ulster, Ulster, Ulster would beat Wasps. No, they wouldn't. No, I don't think they in would. Belfast. No, 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 no. Oh, in Belfast uh, they would. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, in Belfast in the atrocious conditions, yes, they would. What well, they would? No, they they beat them I there think, last year. I like, think so. you know Wasps. In fairness, now um, that could be a harsh one as well. They were missing a good, a good few guys. Leinster are bloody good. You just you said they were too low a second ago. I know you're saying they're too high. You're... No, no, I'm no, saying you said they were too high, and now you're saying they're too low. Maybe, yeah. Maybe who sorry, we'll all have to do our power rankings. Next we need a list in front yeah. of me. We need to, to do everything. Next, next time it's just power rankings. We're not talking about anything I else. I want to list in front of rankings. me so I can really this take it. This is done with a Microsoft Excel formula. It's not even that, my. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's with a pencil. It's actually a pen. It's a black pen. It's not a Mont Blanc, but it's still, it gets the job done. I'm a big man myself. Yeah, it's an interesting list. I think Edinburgh are a bit hard done by, but again, can they go? Can they progress in the competition? No, they can't. If they beat Talon, they'll be up. We'll see how far they jump next week <laughs> if they beat Toulon then. Luke, Keane, thanks so much for joining me. Cheers, lads. Cheers, William. That's how we have time from the podcast this week. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week with another great podcast. And in the meantime, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and on independent.ie. So until next week, thank you for listening and goodbye.